I think what's more important is just focusing a little more on I say craft but I'd like to say just focus on your content. I think that's the most important thing if not anything else because if if you don't if you're not putting in thought into your content you're basically treating your audience like shit. And no one has time to just waste on bullshit these days, right? Think about it. And and it's not just you wasting time. It it literally leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and they're not, never gonna come back to your channel. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Next Move podcast. I am Arman Kendri, and if this is your first time on the show, dude, we talk to some of the coolest people on the planet and ask them about their habits and routines that make them successful. And today, I have Akash the Modran on the show. He's an entrepreneur turned full-time content creator. He has this show called Against the Odds, which is both on YouTube and all of the leading podcast platforms, which is pretty damn awesome. He interviews and talks to some of the coolest people in Bangalore. He's all about quality over quantity. And in the conversation, we dive into some of the details of how Akash ensures that his content is as good as it can be. There's some hacks in there that you do not want to miss out. The second major thing we discuss in this very fun conversation was how much time it actually takes to become a content creator. And Akash breaks down his exact principles for organization. How does he stay on top of his content? And Akash is super neurotic when it comes to managing his time. So you're going to really learn a lot from how he organizes all of that. So you're going to want to stay tuned to the end. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Akash the Modran. Akash, dude, I'm so fucking happy to have you on the show. How are you? Dude, I mean, like I said, this is just really weird. <laughs> it it it's like I don't know, it's just so I don't know, surreal, dude. I'm sitting in this room and I'm thinking I'm supposed to be answering questions here as opposed to <laughs> asking them. Uh, what do I do? But yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's still yet to sink in. But yeah, Bro, maybe over the co- course of the show, it'll sink in. And uh, for listeners, in case we did edit out that first bit, <laughs> uh, Akash has this amazing show. It's called Against the Odds. You want to check it out? It's both on YouTube and all those podcast platforms. And today we're gonna get into content creation, man. And the reason why I really wanted to have you on the show. And for any of the listeners, you're going to get reference from what I'm saying by looking at his fucking podcast channel. It's incredible. But Akash has gone from being an entrepreneur to being an incredible content creator. And for me, dude, like really, I've, I've been doing the most basic shit, right? I put out a podcast, the video is on Zoom, it's recorded and I put it out. But the reason why I want to talk to you, man, is because you're like the opposite, dude. You're like the perfectionist and I'm like the anti-perfectionist, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and for listeners, I kind of want them to get a conversation of both and kind of get the feel of what it's like to be on either side. And hopefully from listening to this, you can kind of get a feel of what the exact journey looks like to start in content creating, especially if you have a side hustle, especially if you're doing thousands of other shit. So yeah, Akash, let's get into that, man. I want to I wanna start with, bro. Tell us about Against the Odds. What are you doing? Okay, so before we get into that, though, okay. uh, dude, 
you said you're anti-perfection. I don't really think so. I mean, I've listened to some of your content and it's really, really good. It's great. Uh, in terms of opposites, the mm-hmm. only thing that's, I would say, very different from what you're doing and what I'm doing is the fact that now finally we're sitting down in person and having this conversation yeah. as opposed to doing it remotely. I think mm-hmm. that's what's maybe our shows being on very, you know, uh, coming from very different places. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think it does. You can say my show is much shittier than yours. No, I, I never, <laughs> no, I, I'm pro- probably trying to tell you the other way because you know, I think you've been doing this for what, a year now? Uh, over a year, bro. Which Since, is, yeah, over a year now. Yeah, half. so I'm still a, a super immature novice. I'm just, <laughs> not true. just getting started, to be very honest, because mm-hmm. it's been what, I, I think about six, seven months since I started publishing. Mm-hmm. And, I think more than anything, what I'd like to talk about today, and of course, I uh, we've spoken about a lot of things in length. Yeah, man. Is the fact that if you're not even from the content background, mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're done absolutely jack shit in yeah. content, yeah. and you you just like gawked at someone else's, you know, piece of work, and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, how's this person doing it? Yeah. And you're like, there's no way I can do that. Yeah. And more often than not, if, if you never subscribe to content creation, then you would automatically not even think about the fact that whether you'd be able to create it because that threshold itself is like miles away mm-hmm. right but what i think i decided to do is take a 180 from the kind of job or the kind of work i was doing and just get into something that's super uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. so that i can get into spaces like this and sit and have a very smooth free-flowing conversation because I think conveying your point is super important and super key, right? You can have all the ideas in the world. But imagine like, imagine like we're talking about Tim Ferriss, but imagine if Tim Ferriss, you know, has all these things in his head, but if he can't put it down words on his book, it's useless. It's pointless. And imagine him not able to extract that from his guests during the podcast. He's just like blurting nonsense. I mean, that's just, yeah. and, and more often than not, you see a lot of people who are in that space, right? They're very knowledgeable, very, you know, smart, but they don't know how to, you know, get their points across. Mm-hmm. No, we just went off on a tangent, but... Dude, I love tangents. Let's continue <laughs> to go down tangents. Next move tangent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but, uh, so for people who don't know what Against the Odds is, mm-hmm. it's a video podcast series and I'd like it to, I'd like people to think that it's truly one of its kind in the sense, at least for our Indian consumers and for mm-hmm. Indian podcasters too, mm-hmm. because we put in so much thought into... Uh, getting the right guests on our show, getting uh, people who can talk about their experiences. And these people are people who are living, let's say, a very unconventional life when it comes to their career, when it comes to the kind of things that they're doing, their life, education, or you know, something that you can truly take inspiration from. And it's not an interview. It's more of a conversation, just like what we are doing here. And that's why this comes a little more naturally to me now, because mm-hmm. having done, what, 30 odd episodes, it kind of is a little easier for me. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was just me sweating. And <laughs> palms, yeah, palms I feel you there, man. Weekend. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the idea was to talk to these individuals, get them to really open up in a very relatable format and um, yeah our shows on all leading podcasting platforms along with us going very deep and heavily into video format as well so mm-hmm. our show uh, is on youtube too mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that's pretty much what against the odds is bro like uh so again for anybody listening or watching or whatever it is right the akash was talking about the amount of thought they put in you really make me feel like shit, dude. When I watch your content, dude, I, and I'm literally not sucking up to you or anything. Like, dude, trust me. 
<laughs> for sure. Like, cause, and, and I want to come at it this, if there's complete outsider, even if they look at your content, it's not easy, dude. Like the, the kind of thought, the, the precision, the angles, the scripting, all that you do is a lot. And, and I really am the opposite. I am, let's put out that base content, make sure it's a good conversation yeah. as well. Get that feel going, yeah. but put it out. You're more, make sure it is perfect. And I, I've seen that just from your videos and, and comparing that to mine. So as someone, let's say we're talking to some, you know, 18 to 30 year old in India, right? Yeah. Who wants to get into content creation. They look at your stuff and they're probably like, oh, but Akash has a camera. Oh, I don't have this podcast studio that, you know, these guys are recording in right now. Man, I want to start from the very beginning. How do you, first of all, pick that niche? And then how do you get over that that issue that people will have in their heads of, man, I, I'm not going to be able to do what Akash is doing. Right. So more often than not, right, uh, people just look at uh, something that is truly relatable or something they, they can really understand. And mm -hmm. then they see maybe there is a problem to solve here. Mm -hmm. And that's how usually most startups and most ideas, you know, come where they come from. I think you need to really rethink that strategy a little bit more in the sense, simply just looking at something and, you know, just maybe bringing your perspective doesn't change anything, right? It's just maybe a problem to you. It's probably not a problem to others. But what you need to understand is one, if you're facing, uh, if you feel there is a niche or some place where you can really dive deep into uh, and somehow maybe help others too in that in that process, then what you need to first of all understand is who are these people? Because niche is, I think the guest on my show today too spoke about this, which uh, niche is a very tricky subject today because niche, there are no more niches. If you think about it, right? It's, it's become too saturated or diluted too. It depends on how you look at it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you, at the end of the day, I feel it all goes back to people. So if you're able to find a, a community or a group who is who has a thirst for something or requiring something or understanding or diving deeper, consuming something. And in this case, I noticed that our Indian community uh, is really behind just one on quality content creation. And I, I mean that by saying, you see a lot of skits, you see a lot of, and this doesn't go, I mean, this does not mean that there's no creativity in India mm. or, you know, I'm, and I would like to say more maybe in South India too, because that's where I'm truly trying to, you know, uh, target and get a community going. They all have creativity and they, they, uh, you know, might put it out maybe in Saraw's form. Mm -hmm. Some of them might put it out in uh, maybe their narrative. Mm -hmm. or they put it out in the most cinematic way that they think it is. But when you look at the content creators outside India and you see some of these guys and you, you see the kind of work they're doing, they're killing it, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not talking about a specific vertical or specific niche or whatever. I'm just talking about content creation and threshold for content creation. If you can realize that, okay, maybe if I can create something at that quality or that and at that scale with that underlying message, I think that changes everything, mm -hmm. right? If you think mm -hmm. about it, a lot of people just get into um, the, not the gimmicks, but just get into content creation saying, it's all about, you know, how, how much money I can earn down the line. Mm -hmm. It's about the fame. It's about uh, how maybe I'll get picked up for gigs and talking shows or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But those are all things that are, you know, it's all behind the scenes and it, and comes way later down the line. Mm -hmm. What you, I think what you need to do first and foremost is come up with a very 
solid reason why Right, so to answer your question, and I know I've gone off on again. We love tangents on this show, so That's please awesome. do. Yeah. So, uh, so the way I see it is that niche is a very mm-hmm. tricky subject, but I think if you do your research and uh, maybe study where people are going uh, to maybe get their kick. Mm. and in this case i noticed that self help and personal development is something that's still a little behind in india and second i noticed that um these guys who create content might create it fairly reasonable quality but mm-hmm. not maybe at the level that you know some of the other guys are doing outside mm-hmm. so i try to kind of bring those two together mm-hmm. and and really see if this works and again this sounds like i'm an expert this sounds like i know what fuck i'm doing <laughs> i don't being very honest i'm still figuring things out mm-hmm. and honestly i think even some of the biggest creators on earth are still figuring things out mm-hmm. and one thing i've gotten from talking to all these guests on my show is that you might be in it for a reason a but b to z just opens up multiple doors mm. right things that you didn't even expect like for instance i think we we spoke about in length that to at length uh, about all these other business opportunities that come with just doing a podcast for sure and because we've gotten into a content game there's just so many you know clients that are reaching out for video production games mm-hmm. which is something i never in my wildest dreams expected mm-hmm. and especially me i'm i'm an engineer was absolutely no experience in content whatsoever mm-hmm. except for maybe binging and consuming it yeah but dude it, it's it's been a bit of a challenge and it still is a challenge it's something mm-hmm. i've still not figured out mm-hmm. but i try i try and look at something and i say i like how that feels i like how that looks i i i know the kind of message i have to convey maybe let me try and bring those together and that's basically what the show is about mm-hmm. that's what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. and i think um with with just the threshold for releasing content being so you know at a bare minimum these days you really have to differentiate yourself from the others and with your mom dad your sister and your neighbor's dog everyone creating content yeah it's it's so hard to differentiate and really stand out right but see dude my thing there is and i i, I want to pick up on a few points that you said i really love this reason for why because that is not something that i did going into this youtube channel going into this podcast and we've been talking now and for anybody who follows me on instagram they'll be they'll be seeing i'm having this existential crisis i'm like what do i name the podcast dude the next move means nothing right like what does that mean i don't know so like that was my thing so if you're listening that's a huge point to take down you got to think about why now finding this niche and then separating yourself dude i, I want to tell you this thing i, I listened to it on, on the joe rogan podcast have you heard of this show called the gilmore girls yeah Okay, so there is this fucking podcast, I tell you this, dude, that their show is called The Gilmore Boys. You've heard of this? Yeah, I've I've heard of this, yeah. Dude, <laughs> for anybody who's listening and who doesn't know The Gilmore Girls, it's this really old show from like the 2000s and uh there are these two boys and it's a very girly show. Um and there are these two boys who have made a podcast reviewing each episode on their podcast. That is the definition of a niche. They are targeting thousands maybe now hundreds of thousands yeah. of guys that actually secretly loved the Gilmore girls. Yeah. So that's what I think you got to think about niche. Just think of the the most random shit and do that. Now this this thing on on you know standing out with all this content. I I want to ask you how you're doing it cuz you've grown very quickly. Now none of us are like, you know, 100,000, 200,000, 300 Numbers subscribers, right? Numbers aren't there yet. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> 
but what I'm hearing from you is, is that numbers are a result of the process that you're putting in and you're not focusing on that right now. Mm. But for someone listening, it, when you do put out a piece of content and it performs badly, don't get me wrong, for me, it fucks with me. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a sad thing to know that you've put in a lot of work and then you got 60, maybe 70 and you're like, views, you're like, oh, that's not great. How are you framing that? Because a lot of people are going to be putting out content and a lot of people are going to have no views at the start. How are you framing that in your head, dude? Yeah, so I think one thing I should have definitely called out earlier, the reason why you should start with that why mm -hmm. is not just for this whole, let's say your channel or content bit to be successful. It's also so that it reinforces what you're doing, right? Because when literally shit hits the fan and things are not going as per plan, you need to have a reason why you're doing this, right? So let's take the same example of the Gilmore Boys, right? These guys are not doing it because they realize that there is maybe a community and we'll monetize, you know, using that community. That's not the mm -hmm. idea here. Mm -hmm. These guys love talking about this shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they kind of thrive talking about that. That's just yeah, the kind of people they are. For sure. Yeah. Good for them, dude. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Right? Yeah. So it's great that they found that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you you never know, dude. It, it this could have started with a, a super small community or just a mm -hmm. few people across the world just randomly, you know, just watching Gilmore Girls because maybe the Netflix algorithm popped it up or who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of them tuned into the podcast and then realized there is something to take away from Gilmore Girls. So why not watch the show? Mm. So that's another way to look at it, mm. right? And and when you mentioned the show, I was like, I think, I mean, the podcast show. I was mm -hmm. like, is that the show? I was a little confused. So I was like, I've heard of it, but when you said wh what they're doing, mm -hmm. yeah, that's the show. <laughs> yeah, No, but I, I think... When it comes to something like content, what I really like about it is that it's not like instant feedback is the only way to go. Mm. You, you get what I'm saying? I mean, mm. you release content and of course we know that the first couple of hours are the most important, most crucial. And uh, more people look at maybe how your latest videos are doing on a channel mm -hmm. and you know, maybe pass judgments or then even decide to even subscribe to your channel. Mm -hmm. But knowing how these guys at YouTube are trying to keep people hooked to the platform and I'm taking YouTube as an example, but mm -hmm. I think this applies to anything, right? Mm -hmm. You have seen videos pop up on your feed that are eight, 10 years old. For sure. Yeah. At the end of the day, it comes down to how well are you able to maybe create something that's of quality and wanting to tap into that community because I think it's just a matter of time being very honest. Mm. Dude, you're talking about, you know, you're getting, I don't know, a couple of views on a video. That's happened to me too. It still happens today. Mm. I honestly, if I can just, if I had to thrive just doing that, just looking at the numbers, I would have stopped this long time ago. Mm -hmm. But I think once you realize why you're doing this and if you're not in this for money, because I think no YouTube channel <clears> has heavily gotten into this thinking about just monetizing unless mm -hmm. they have already made it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. If you're the personal, let's say your personal, a personality or the you know, personal brand or a company that's already made it. And then you're entering into YouTube with content makes sense because you already have a following mm -hmm. and you already have a name out there. Mm -hmm. But if you're literally just putting shit out there because you want to, mm -hmm. it comes, goes back to that. You want to, and that's mm -hmm. why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
if not anything else, let's assume my show doesn't work, and I'm hoping not. Again, yeah. I'm just like this whole boo boo factor, and you know the secret and how things just you know the universe is. Dude, I want to get into that. Yeah, oh, I want to get dude, into let's that. Let's not. <laughs> I want to. The hear universe it. is listening. <laughs> no, I'm like. Uh, so I, I'm, so I'm just like I shouldn't be saying this, but anyway, let's assume someone's show does not. Not mine. Let's say someone's not mine. Right. But. Um, the way i see it is i've at least gotten a chance to explore these lives mm-hmm. and i have let's say created a po- portfolio that i can always say is mine mm-hmm. that's the way i look at it mm-hmm. now no one should have to get into you know the game having to find the same reason why mm-hmm. where you're coming from is very subjective and you need to find that the mm-hmm. moment you can you know you understand that hone in on it and understand why you're doing it for how long i plan to do it what what do you plan to you know um, how much how much time i plan to you know expend on this mm-hmm. whole thing and then you just go through it i probably didn't look at the last question well enough which is how much time am i going to spend in, and you know put into this because now it's just literally you know like i'm breathing my show almost mm. right but i think at the end of the day if you have decided that you're going to do it for so long and and whatever it it could it may not even be content it could be anything running a company to just staying healthy to you know just having to maybe wake up early whatever right mm-hmm. the idea is you you won't stop because you know why you're doing this and mm-hmm. it's not to please someone else it's just to please yourself yeah so we're we're all societal beings i say this so many times on my show and we're we're just looking at you know getting someone else's approval getting uh feedback good feedback and you know thriving and you know you want your name out there but what we need to default to is something else which mm. is how are you feeling like you're fulfilled and if you feel that i think it's good and and a lot of that's a funny thing right the, another reason why i wanted i i did the show and i got into this is because all of this is super fucking cliche mm. like if if someone tells you discipline is super fucking important you'd be like please go back to the 19th or 18th century mm-hmm. i don't need to hear your shit mm-hmm. because no one wants to hear that in that form yeah but if you can really convey because the, those tenets still hold true today mm-hmm. i mean there's so much value there it's just that we are either immature or we're just so caught up in this whole these cycles of what social media is throwing at us that we we're just not able to get into it the way we're supposed to so we know for the fact that we have discipline and we do something you know religiously literally you you'd be able to you know put your mind to anything and just get it done but in this case if i tell someone that discipline is key you need to wake up early you know uh, stitch in time save that you know you get the gist mm-hmm. but no one wants that shit what they want is for it to be packaged well be relatable strike a chord and i think that's what i think i am at least trying to do and i see a lot of guys who have actually girls when i say guys it's mm-hmm. both but yeah i make I'm, that mistake all the time just trying to be very inclusive <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah so that's basically where i'm coming from so i think dude you're going to have challenges no matter what mm-hmm. you try and do and uh, if you're putting yourself out there and you're doing well then hatred and criticism is bound to follow or you know maybe uh, it's going to take some time that's another way to look at it but, man yeah. I, i i love that and um for for consistent listeners of the podcast what i say often is that if you're looking at this from a 10 year perspective dude if you have one video or one podcast that performs poorly if you release 52 episodes or you know let's say 60 episodes a year over 10 years that's 600 episodes yeah. what is that one episode you know what i mean and, and it only takes one 
it only takes one dude. And from that perspective, and, and I'll, I'll tell you like straight up one podcast on my YouTube channel is driving all my subscriber growth. It only takes one video to really grow. So you just got to keep putting it out. I, I had somebody else on my show. His name is Ben Levitt. I don't know if you know him. He's he's like Sounds a familiar. he's like an Instagram he's an Instagram channel YouTube channel. He helps them grow okay. their social platforms, and he told me, "Look at your content like this, like you're throwing an an arrow, a dart. Sorry, at a dartboard, mm -hmm. right? You might miss a lot, but if you get one and you throw one perfectly, that's gonna help propel you to huge heights, dude. This guy Ben Levitt grew from like two thousand subscribers to like." 50k off of two videos that really just expanded him into the ether and he couldn't even tell me dude i don't know what it was about those videos but those expanded yeah so if you're listening just think about it from that perspective it really because i do get stressed like i was saying earlier i'm like man you're putting in all this effort but i i do go back to my why but then i do go back to i'm doing this for 10 years and the other thing from podcasting bro i'm sure you've learned this and again, you can you can say this if you're blogging or you're content writing or whatever, yeah. and it involves interviews. You can't fail in podcasting. It's impossible. Because, dude, if you get zero views, I would have met you. I've met you now, Akash. Now we're like now I feel like you're we're friends. And this is the first time I'm doing it in person. Yeah. So it really has that different vibe. So I've met new people and I've made new connections. And I'm learning from you today. So the net pause and my conversational skills will improve and all this kind of stuff, ancillary yeah. benefits yeah. that come from podcasting yeah. that will come from any type of content creation that you have, man. And, and I want to expand here, actually. And this is, again, a tangent, but it just came to my head. I feel that everyone needs a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog or something like that or an Instagram that they're focusing on. Because in five years, in 10 years, man, your whole life is going to be your digital presence. And that's what I'm trying to build right now. In 10 years, my digital presence, I want it to be somewhere. Yeah. I want, like you said, have a portfolio. What do you, like, do you think about that all at all when you're making your content or are you just focusing on the content itself? It's a, it's a balance between the both. Mm -hmm. But let me see how, the best way to phrase it. Yes, I, I'd say definitely because, see, that first of all, I, I, you mentioned that I am an entrepreneur as well. So I do have another business running, you know, in the F&B space. I've learned that, and especially COVID has taught us that um, digital is probably, if not the only the way forward, right? I've seen that personally for me, I'd like to do something in the digital space. And that's maybe one of the, let's say, complementary or supplementary thoughts in my head. Mm -hmm. And I got into this thinking, if I need to, let's say, even if I had to get into a company tomorrow, right? And I need to show them what I'm worth, right? The simplest way I can do that is by giving them digital proof. Mm -hmm. And I say company because the actual way I would put it is if I need to get a gig or if I needed to prove to someone or, you know, like, or someone looks me up on Google and instead of finding just my regular default you know, LinkedIn. Facebook profile mm. or LinkedIn profiles or whatever, they actually see, you know, what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. That's, that, that's a very different value altogether. And I think that's the kind of value I'm truly trying to get, but it, it's definitely a yes to that, but that's very secondary is the way I see it. Mm. I think that's always going to be the, um, the output or maybe the, um, 
the result of doing all of this mm-hmm. if, if that cannot be the sole reason why for sure yeah because i think what you said is key which is this should complement the life you're living Mm. and digital is how you know your presence on a digital platform is how people are going to perceive you in in the future mm-hmm. that's happening today too right we don't even need to wait 5 years if today you need to like you have spoken to me because you found me through a digital platform mm-hmm. not because there's so many other ways we could have met each other but then you know at the end of the day it came down to you maybe you found a, other podcast and i don't even know how it, how we found each other which is just Crazy. I messaged you on Instagram. Yeah, but that's again goes back to the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think this goes back to that which is you, you don't know which doors open up. Mm. You don't know you might be in it for one reason, but then you'll realize that there are just so many other things that pop up that maybe are not in your control mm-hmm. and it's good that it's not in your control because, you know, it turns out to be that well, it's 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 all working in your favor. So, yes, absolutely I think for a fact I I'd like to see the digital presence grow and I think anyone who does this too should obviously see that grow as well but more I think what's more important is just focusing a little more on I say craft but I'd like to say just focus on your content. Mm. I think that's the most important thing if not anything else because if if you don't if you're not putting in thought into your content you're basically treating your audience like shit. Mm. and no one has time to just waste on bullshit these days right think about it and and it's not just you wasting time it, it literally leaves a bad taste in your mouth and they're not, never going to come back to your channel mm. i i see I, i so i remember my wife talking to talking to i think one of her i wouldn't say friends to acquaintances and this guy has gone ahead and created a youtube channel because i think he heard that i'm doing it and he's heard a couple of others are doing it and i think he sees the merit in maybe monetizing it somewhere down the line i'm not even sure where he's coming mm. from his why mm. is different who cares mm. but look at the content it's just a bunch of horseshit there's being very you know blatantly putting it out there should we put his name out there yeah, and, uh, <laughs> let's call him no no <laughs> No, I don't have to say his full name and say let's call him. I've heard that on some podcasts as well. Like yeah. let's call him, and then this guy just reveals his entire name and his address, and like what? Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and and I'm just like, why, dude? Yeah, and and it it goes back to what I said. In two weeks, this guy stopped everything. Mm. He's he just published a couple of videos, and I'm talking really bad horse shit. I'm talking, <laughs> dude. The video is basically. Fuck, I should be okay. No, say it, dude. Let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh you remember the game bounce? Where the ball just Yes, goes dude, that red ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, now yeah. imagine that, mm-hmm. but a shittier version of that. Okay. Where the ball where everything is drawn by hand mm-hmm. and there's this ball that's just going through a bunch of just like a a passage with mm. just two lines sure. and it's all hand drawn mm. and this ball just going through the entire pass that's the content that's the video no narration no nothing nothing there's oh. just like a like a very kiddy theme song playing in the background and i'm wondering what am i watching <laughs> and i'm thinking either this is like just to build intrigue because mm-hmm. i have no idea what he's doing he has no idea what he's doing <laughs> that ball has no idea what it's doing right but yeah whatever so coming back there mm-hmm. don't put out shit mm mm-hmm. what are things that you feel you would like to spend time consuming mm. if you feel it's worth your time 
and great. If you can't sit through your own video, there is something. That's, that's the fucking point, that, dude. Everybody listen to this shit, dude. Yeah. It's, it's so true, yeah. right? I, and th- I have these instances where um, I would have done an edit and I look at, I come back to the video later and I look at this and I'm just like, this just doesn't cut it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm like, no, this is just not okay. And and I'm saying this because of the video, but audio, it would be so much easier, right? My work would have been just like, you know, maybe 5% of what I'm doing. But the mm-hmm. moment I picked up a video, it's just like multifold, exponentially shot up. And I'm just like, what am I signing up for? Mm-hmm. And, and you can just see, just setting things up here for your shoot itself was a bit of a challenge. For sure. So when I had to set up like a three camera bit, I was like, why am I doing this? No one's told me I need a three camera setup. No one's told me I need to get lenses for this. No one's mm-hmm. told me I need to do this. And no one's really taught me any of this. So why should I do this? But I'm like, I'm not going to put out just a bunch of bullshit where there's just noise in the video and there's, mm. you know, this guy's out of focus or, you know, you can't hear what the person's saying. So you need to really, what you're trying to deliver will not come across if you don't have at least a bare minimum threshold. Now, this is one side of the coin, but there's the other side where um, if you have an iPhone and you have, you know, you feel you can shoot something that, or let's say just a phone itself and you want to shoot a decent piece of content and you feel the message is more important than quality and making it look good depth and all of that you should definitely do it Mm -hmm. but don't treat it like shit Mm. if again it goes back to that if you look at it and 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 i'm not talking about looking at it in in retrospect i'm talking about looking at it at that point because if it's retrospect you're going to cringe for sure because mm. it's something that you've done earlier and you're just like i can't believe i did this and you have this weird feeling through your spine so you know that but mm-hmm. yeah but and we're all we've all been there and you'll still be there because that's just how human progression works mm. if you don't look and this is something i say a lot of times on my show if you don't look back at your previous works and cringe then you've done something wrong because you're not grown from there mm. right mm. it's a fact for sure yeah and and i can see that in some of the best creators out there today Mm. You see some of the... Let's take Joe Rogan. Have you seen some of his earlier... Oh my videos? God. I, I don't know why people used to listen to his stuff back in the day. <laughs> in that dark room. Yeah. You know, weird lights everywhere. Like, I, I hated his old podcast. But yeah, go on. Yeah, there's just like... You know, you can barely... Even the GoPro shots, right? Yeah. Some of them you can barely see him because it's just like fumes everywhere because they're smoking the fuck up and you can barely see him. <laughs> yeah. Which is all great. But, yeah. but you have to give credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. And that guy is a god, if not anything else, when it comes to one, extracting as much as you can from the other person. Mm-hmm. And two, just building that kind of a rapport while you have the conversation. And rapport that can go both ways. In the sense, if he will call you out for shit for the most bit. I've mm-hmm. seen some episodes where maybe he's been a little, you know, you're like, I can't believe Joe Rogan speaks this way to this guy. Well, mm-hmm. he's, well his personality just doesn't, you know, kind of match that. But I think that's what's kept people, you know, coming back for more. That's the reason why they go back and watch three hours of his videos, videos, not even the audio, but they mm-hmm. sit and watch the entire thing. The reten- I'd love to see his YouTube analytics. It would be insane, dude. It'd be insane, right? I watch his videos throughout. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's been three hours. I'm watching with somebody like Elon Musk or anybody on his yeah. show yeah. and it's gone. But I want to point on, on this Joe Rogan thing, right? He did it for 10 years, 15 years before he has this yeah, rapport. Yeah. He started podcasting before podcasting that was cool. That wasn't podcasting. That was something else. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that was, dude. But that's the thing. Like, again, the 10-year outlook, dude. If you're not going to be doing this in 10 years, don't do it because you're just wasting time, I feel. 
But I do feel that digital persona is needed. Like we're going to all need it. But the biggest thing I want to take away from what you just said, bro, because it's something where I've had to reflect on my own stuff and been like, and that's why for everybody listening, you'd have seen that there's a two week break. And for all my YouTube uh, subscribers, there's a two week break because I was looking at my content and I was like, shit, dude, I wouldn't watch it. Right. And that's a hard realization to have, right? You're looking at your content and you're like, but I probably would have watched the other video. Yeah. Not because, maybe not because of what's emitting out of my mouth because I feel, okay, that was okay. That was thought out. But the quality was not there. And, and like you said, I completely agree with you. Start from your iPhone, but continually upgrade, yeah. right? Whenever you can, continue upgrade. Dude, I didn't even know there's little things like on your phone, you can download an app. Like it's called Open Camera. And that app will give you much better settings, settings on right? your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that because I didn't bother to look it up. I was just under the mindset. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And you're probably looking at all these other creators and looking at the equipment they're using and you're just like, I, you got to use that or else it's, why, why am I even doing this? It, it's not true, dude. Yeah. My, my content has in my test shots. So in the next two weeks, hopefully everything is revamping, right? But even just from little upgrades on your phone or to your set, putting, um, you know, putting acoustic foam on your wall, small things like that, putting carpet on the floor, all these kind of things you need to be constantly learning about yeah. and constantly upgrade yourself. But do not do what I was doing and go a year getting, focusing on the wrong things, focusing on getting guests onto your show. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge part of it. But the listener experience is so much more important. So true. So I, I, I want people to listen to that. When you're watching your content or when you're going through, constantly like be like, would I watch this? Or would I go to Matt Diavella? Or would I go to Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss? If you're finding yourself going there, then you got to change some shit up. Yeah. And that's not because of quality. Mm -hmm. It's not because of production quality, I mean to say. Right. It's, it's because of the soul of the, the, the show or mm -hmm. the soul of the content itself. That's something we just spoke to another guest and uh, he's a filmmaker and he was just talking about how it's so important for you to define that soul. It's so important for you to understand wh why, like I said, and what are you trying to showcase here? Mm. You and, and he, he's a cinematographer and a filmmaker. He's a director as well. Um, like you might, you do know Jordan Indian, I assume. No, I no? don't. I okay, don't. So uh, whoever, you know, is listening to this from India and especially Bangalore, there's, there's this duo from Bangalore. Uh, one of them's from Jordan and the other guy's an Indian. So Jordan Indian. Mm. And they'll, I'm trying to get them on the show too. Knock on wood. Keep my, yeah, uh, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. But um, he's helped out with their content and he's doing a lot of other things. He's now making his first feature film, which is great. And he was just talking about how with his team too, he he first and foremost tries to look at what are they trying to define here? Because let's assume we are trying to shoot a very a serious narrative or a very serious scene, right? You can keep your camera here. You can keep your camera here. You can keep your camera there. You can keep it at a distance. You can keep it right next to a person's face. All of those are going to have very different emotions conveyed, right? Mm -hmm. But none of that matters if you itself don't know what you're trying to convey. Right? Mm -hmm. Once you know what you're trying to convey, then is where the technicality comes in the picture. And that's why they always say, right, the script is what's key. Mm. 
That's why they say that the backbone to any movie or any piece of content comes down to the narrative. It comes down to the script. It comes down to these things that are driving all these other things. It's I, always the case, right? Direct, like a director is only guiding what the script has said. And he's trying to, and the director is not really always looking at the entire bit. He's probably looking exactly into that scene and saying, okay, these are things that can be moved. This is where I like this framing. A cinematographer comes in, okay, sets it up. This is how I like the frame to look. And then he steps out, thinks, okay, does this tie well with the other scenes? This is what he'd like to say. Bam, we have it in place. But if you didn't have the script in the first place, what are you doing? Right? So, so again, if you're trying to convey something, when going back to the way these cameras are spaced, you can keep it in a million ways and still convey the same goddamn thing. Mm. Right? I mean, you can, if you, if I keep it right here and I'm trying to convey someone who's really sad or depressed or, you know, like emotional right now, you can get that by also showcasing it from the back and showing that this person's alone. Right? What I'm trying to say is, once you understand what you're trying to say or what you're trying to convey, all these other things, you have so many ways of doing it. Then is where your technicality and all these things come to play. You realize lighting will come into picture and all of these other things. So what I'm trying to say is with just creating content on your own, this piece of equipment, your, uh, the, I don't know, the lighting and everything else. If you're using a phone, great. It doesn't matter. If you, I'll, I'll even go to the extent of saying you don't even need to figure out if you have, I mean, you don't even need to upgrade your equipment first. You have to upgrade, which mm. means to say you have to upgrade in terms of narrative. You have to upgrade in terms of the kind of value you're trying to bring to the table. If you're going to upgrade anything, upgrade that first. Because all the other bit really doesn't matter. Being very honest, you can read. Like my thing could have been shot in, with three iPhones. But me being the person I am, I decided to do this. And I, I feel this would inherently have had similar value. But I have a lot of people telling me that they love the message and it looks great. Mm -hmm. Not like it looks great. So I tuned into it. That's not the idea here, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're using such great mics here, but if someone's tuning into your show to listen to audio through this, then there's something inherently wrong with the show. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, if you think about it, right. Mm -hmm. So that soul is what you have to define first. And once you get that in, you know, when you have clarity there, everything else just falls into place. And it's, it's like, Bread and butter, I guess. Is that a saying? It that is, that okay. is a saying. So, yeah, okay. So, okay. so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um, I, I've been reflecting a lot on, on what my purpose is and, and what are my differentiators. And a lot of the stuff that I want to go into, and, and I'm trying to define who I am as, as a person and try to find a way to put that in front of the microphone and put that in front of the camera. I noticed that you changed your Instagram handle from the show to your name. To my name. Yeah. Because I am trying to create and put out my personality more. And from doing this just for, like I've been doing this for the last two months, it makes such a big difference in how people relate to your content because they need to see you, dude. But if you are anybody else, nobody's going to find anything unique about your content. So I, I'll tell you another thing, and because a lot of people can probably relate to some of the problems that I have as a regular content creator, and we'll, we'll bring up some of your problems too. But I find myself, when I'm listening to too much Tim Ferriss, yeah. in my next podcast, I'm Tim Ferriss. 
You know, I'm asking some imposter of the questions. Yeah, imposter syndrome for sure. Yeah. I'm asking some of the questions Tim Ferriss asks. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. That doesn't make sense because I can only be like a 0.001% Tim Ferriss, yeah. but as I can be 100% myself, right? Yeah. Finding your voice is huge. And even defining what that is, because a lot of us, again, in front of you, since we've just met, I'm feeling very comfortable with you, but I'm still not 100% myself, right? That takes years of, of yeah. friendship and all that kind of stuff, right? But you have to put that years of friendship in front of the camera because the person listening and watching you needs to feel like they're your best friend. I feel like I know every vlogger that I follow. Mm, you yeah. feel like you know Matt Diavella. Yeah. You feel like you know Tim Ferriss. And I wish I could name Indian vloggers and stuff. Maybe Ranveer, I, I don't know I his don't last know, yeah, name. yeah. 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 A lot of you probably feel that you know this person. And, and probably when you run into them somewhere, you're like, dude, finally, I mean, I've been talking to you like for ages <laughs> yeah. in my head. I'll be like, like in my head and then finally, like, wait, what? What? What's wrong with this guy? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. And then that's why you get pulled pulled by security and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so finding yourself and defining yourself is an exercise I've been doing and I highly recommend it to anybody who's looking to get into content. And, and I'll just give you a few ways that I've thought about it. When I'm by myself or when I'm with my best friend, what is the kind of, what, what do I feel? What is my energy levels? Do, what kind of jokes do I make? Do I make jokes or am I, you know, someone who doesn't make jokes? And I defined the most comfortable person that I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to recreate that in every piece of content possible. Now, how did you... And we, we will all have some, some level of imposter syndrome because in every podcast, I'm a little bit more energetic. I'm, a, I'm not like this level decibel. In, it could in, be because of what you ate in the morning. Yeah. It could be because of what you consumed in terms of co content as well. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. You, you, you're, you're, you're an evolving person. Now, how did you go about defining who the Akash on your show, on your video, how did you define that person? Or have you, has it just been seamless for you? How, how have you made that transition that's a good question dude um so i remember actually let me take a step back and i'll tell you that when when a lot of people who who have known me for 10 15 all my life to 10 15 years all all you know all my life as well these guys now look at my content and say what a bunch of hockey <laughs> <laughs> right because like this is not the guy we know that's true because I've now maybe matured. I don't know. I'd like to think so. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. But the, the fact of the matter is no one else has to define who you want to be. And there's the there's this imposter syndrome and there's the other side, right? Which is if you decide you want to be this person, you can be that person because who the hell's actually there to, you know, validify it or, you know, really legalize it. You don't need to legalize shit here. It's not but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all on you. The onus is on you. So just do it. So if you feel, and I think there's so many books that talk about this, right? Where if you need to be healthy, think you're the healthy person. If you need to stay fit, think you work out regularly, and then that you know kind of gives you that inherent motivation to like go back to the gym. And you know you you don't you can't just you know be the person that eats fast food every day and say. Oh man, I'm fit. And then you, you know, I, I have eight pack abs. Now this again goes back to a universe thing. So yeah, if you're listening, whatever. Yeah, I, nothing against you. But I think at the end of the day, if you have decided to be a person, it's that simple. So what I realized is when I have to put myself out there, I like to 
obviously put myself in a way that one people can relate to and two truly something that i can bring to the table that i can constantly be over and over again right because you have an endless well of persona or you know like traits that you can always go back to that is your that you inherently have because it's you like and i think someone again i i forget who said this but no one else can really truly be you so why don't you just be you something on those lines right mm. so that that's the beauty of it right if you're trying to be like tim ferris you're bound to slip up because that guy's been tim ferris for 40 how many ever years he's been alive so he's mm. you're already behind unless you were born before when you had premonition and you knew to <laughs> you get it like that, that's how it works so yeah. there's no way mm. right so so you're already fighting a losing battle so the only way you can win this is by obviously is being yourself and being again see this is such a cliche shit to say right be yourself just be yourself <laughs> no one cares right they're like oh my god mm-hmm. this is like one of those you know bumper stickers or it's kind of shit on you know you put on t-shirts mm-hmm. but what's so what's i mean everyone knows that i mean like yeah i am myself but you don't actually know that for a fact because you're looking at so many people and you you when you're younger you were obviously obviously uh, uh enacting everything that your elders are doing and you're trying to do exactly what your elders are doing and that is why it's so important for parents to do the right thing around their kids there's a reason why in germany and i was there when i saw this too so i can actually vouch for it If you cross the street or you jaywalk and there's a kid around the parent will lose their shit they mm-hmm. will look at you they will let you know that hey this is bs you shouldn't be doing that maybe this is one to because it's wrong that they need to tell you know really proclaim it and tell people that's wrong or two it should let the kid know that i'm not it's i'm not a pushover and and what i've been saying is not a bunch of lies it's actually what you need to do and this is what you need to do. and usually if you get let's say uh, you have a, a german in your face yelling at you and he's saying hey how dare you do this you would obviously apologize or you would say you're right mm-hmm. because you know what you did is you know wrong it may may not be wrong here but whatever you know but you'd probably say it's wrong and that gives a reinforcement to the same thing to the kid and the kids like okay yeah makes sense so that's that's where culture you know there's like a discipline or there's there are boundaries that are created when you're a kid right so mm-hmm. we are always looking at copying other people we are always looking at picking up traits and that's see like for instance tomorrow you have done something maybe in the health space in the fitness space and people want to be like you because you have shown that there is some truth to the success mm. right you have been successful doing what you did so why not why can't i be like amma mm. so again they're trying to be like you so at the end of the day you are always taking inspiration from all these people you're doing a bit of this you know and there's also imposter syndrome but it comes down to i think how well i mean taking inspiration but not you know just outright copying what they're doing or just mm. being them mm. which you can't do mm. right? so i think it goes back to that and in my case i think it was tough to do this because i'm I've, i was always a camera shy person and i could never and and more than anything i could never string together words because wow. it, it's really difficult dude because i think that's a a big thing that that's lagging in our um lacking rather in our um, education system mm. where 
vocational skills and you know i know i have a good vocabulary i know that because i, I was good at english mm. just because i'm good at english doesn't mean i can speak well mm. which is so funny right i think outside if you're learning a language the first merit and the first place they would really focus and hone in on is you, how you speak mm. because we can't convey the damn language none of these theoretical things mean anything mm. right so and you and take take this from me and i'm sure a lot of people listening and or watching this will also get this go go back home today for the next week when you talk to maybe acquaintances or you know people you have just met notice how they talk to you you will notice that about 20% of their sentences are swallowed and i mean that basically the end of the sentences there is no structure to it or they just you know outright just end it because people get what you're saying which is great i think at the end of the day language is just a, a medium for us to explain and you know you know uh, you know kind of <coughs> convey your point but having said that if you're trying to do this and this is purely audio and we're not being clear and you know for, let's say trying to very explain what we're trying to say no one's going to get jack shit from what you're trying to talk about right you and i might be like wow we're having such a good time this is awesome then it just goes back to one of those you know social commentary podcast which is mm-hmm. a lot of people have started their podcast to be joe rogan and what do they end up doing smoke a bunch of rubies and do absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and they just talk about whatever they feel like good for you but if you think you're going to be successful that way the chances are very meek and there's no denying that so you can't you can't crib and complain and like you know say the algorithm didn't work in your favor that's not the point you're just doing something that inherently makes you happy so you should be happy and that's pretty much it mm. if it doesn't take off or whatever that's on you because you just done jack shit so what i'm trying to say is i think again full complete tangent Let, let's went, do we it we went off on a tangent <laughs> and i went off another tangent to another tangent and yeah but coming back to that i i couldn't really uh, I, i got to a point where i realized i can't i can hold conversations but i could I wasn't entirely confident about how well I was able to string sentences together or words mm-hmm. together or you know put all of these thoughts in words right there were p- parts where I w- I felt I had so much knowledge because either I read about it or I had done a lot of experiments so the last 2 years I and th- these are you know content pieces yet to be published on my channel but I've been tracking my day on day progress for the last 2 years literally from everything to everything And I haven't done that. I mean, no one knows that except my wife, maybe. Wait, what, what kind of stuff are we tracking here, dude? Like your from, fitness from to sleep habits to wow. whether uh, there are days I haven't eaten junk to um, whether I've done uh, whether I've done my stretching for the day, whether I've actually worked out, whether I've cooked in a particular day, whether that day was great. Um, I'm looking at all those. Sc- sc- the, Why are like, you doing this? So it tells me. it gives me good data that i can rely on to tell me how i can optimize my future that's it it's easy for me to take you know uh, inspiration from all these you know great guys like tim tim ferris and whoever right but they're not me and i'm not them so i could try a lot of things but maybe 95% of what they're saying may not apply to me and the 5% i might not be able to do Dude, I'm so sorry. I I want I just have to ask more about this because this is something that I've been fucking pushing on all of my channels whether it be Instagram, YouTube, whatever, dude. Yeah. 
self-help is great, right? There, there's such a good element to self-help where you come, you consume content, you feel energy from it, right? I'm not saying motivation very intentionally. Which is also cliche, by the way, self-help, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cliche, but dude, there is something to it. I listened to a good interview of Kobe Bryant yeah. and I, I feel energy. Oh, dude. That, that guy, um, yeah. RIP. Yeah. But what, what I'm trying to say here is this also expands off of the be yourself. And for the listeners, I'm putting quotation marks over my head is that you need to do what fucking works for you, dude. So for example, if you like sleeping for nine hours a day, you goddamn sleep for nine hours a day. You dude. should. You should. If you like playing a video game the first thing in the morning, yo, fucking play that shit because it's what's gonna give you energy. Yeah. And dude, what I've been realizing now is that this is all just some energy game, dude. Yeah. We're, we're all trying to balance energy back and forth. So if you follow, for example, I put out my morning routine or if we go into your morning routine, if you follow that, it's never gonna work. There's something specific to you that is going to give you energy. So follow that and don't listen to what anybody else says. And I keep harping on this because Miss Malini came on the show. Mm. She's done thousands of things with her life, right? I listened to that one. I appreciate that. She wakes up 10 every single morning. 10. Dude, overachievers who look at that, they'll be like, why aren't you up at four? Why aren't you up at five? And the reason why I harp on this comment and I repeat it so much is because do you, dude, stop doing Tim Ferriss, stop doing, like, I, so I've, I've completely switched my routines now to what I feel Love most you. energy with. Yeah. And I want to end on this note. I want to move into the last bit, which would be the last concern of people who are getting into this because they're either a student, they're either a full-time employee, they either have a business like you did, mm. There's no time in the day, dude. Because once you start doing this, you're going to realize, fuck, this takes way too much time. Don't yeah. know it. Don't <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You're going to be like, what? I thought you just put on the camera and you do this. <laughs> right? there. Why isn't it on YouTube? <laughs> <right>? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Process of putting it on YouTube. They've yeah. made it easy, but it still takes time. So how are you managing and scheduling your time? To do I'd, this. I'd probably ask the <laughs> viewers and listeners and also <laughs> you because, dude, I, we can all plan, dude. And I've been planning for days on end, been planning for the last two years. And I'm great at planning. We all are. Who is it? Right? <laughs> we can all, like, we all have ideas. And I think this is part of a script of an upcoming video. We we all have ideas and we are, we are inventors and innovators. But when it comes to just doing shit, we're just in our, Some yeah. shit happens. Yeah, no, we're just in our track pants, uh, <laughs> our sweats, rather, and just, just relaxing on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, maybe going in for the third slice. I don't know. But uh, that, that's just the kind of person. We, mm-hmm. I think inherently it comes down to comfort and how, you know, you feel. So in this case, I'd like to say I have shit sorted to a decent degree. I think you do. I mean... Let's say that okay again because the universe is listening, right? No, but um, I'm I'm and I I spoke about this on one of the the last uh, talk shows I was on, and I I default to processes. That's just the kind of person I am, and that came very naturally to me because I've always thought that way. So there there are people who say that you are. Um, 
what your environment looks like or feels like right so if you're let's say you've not tidied up your room your mind's bound to be in a mess i'm not entirely sure if that's true but i work that way if my if my like when i leave this room after a shoot i ensure everything is spick and span cuz i and i had a guest or two on the show who said the same thing and i completely subscribe to it which is if you get something or you're working on something leave it in a better state than it was when it came to you that's that's just something i always have done so if i get something i ensure and i like and and you've seen all these amazing videos you know these guys who create content and they show you how well their equipment is stacked or you know you see those you know flat lay shots and you look at wow this looks so great i actually do that in the sense you when you came in here you saw my stuff yeah you would have seen that it was like kept in a way mm-hmm. you can call it ocd I, i don't want to call it that because i don't think it is it's just ocd would be something like you keep it and then it just keeps bothering you when i keep something i keep it in this way you get it and mm-hmm. if someone takes it off as long as it's not in this vicinity and it's somewhere that i don't give a shit and it's kept in the right way in the sense i don't want to damage my product or something on those lines right so i think it so i have worked that way so always these processes have ensured that i stay true to what i'm doing mm. and that's just the person i am so when i got into the co- content bit and this is something i think a lot of people in the content space need to do being simply creative is not going to get you jack shit you need to be consistent you need to really show up time and again and you need to have a clear cut process as to how you're doing it your process could be the silliest shit on earth but that's still a process right if your plan is i shoot the video now on my phone i airdrop it to my mac and i upload it at that instant itself to youtube and i don't put a thumbnail and i publish it that is a process in itself but if you decide hey i've shot it let's just leave it on the phone mm-hmm. that's not going to get you anywhere because more often than not it you are going to slip up on it and again if you're doing this for just leisure and fun sake you should do it and it doesn't matter right because who cares we just shot the content that's it it's, it's just for you to look back on reminisce and whatever right but if you're planning to make something out of this and create content you need to have a process in place so what i have done is always reverse engineer anything i do so it, i can show you this too afterwards and you can maybe if i can give you a a screen recording you can pull it up on the show mm-hmm. but my notion and that's the app i use for anything, i love notion that's my everything as well it's it's incredible mm-hmm. i have my schedule planned out for the next two and a half three months of content at least and i'm talking from trailers to the long form content that goes up on video to audio to the standalone youtube videos all with its filters and everything in place when i look at it i know what has to go up which day editing has to be done there's a deadline which day do i need to publish it there's a deadline all of that and this might be overkill no there's no denying that it sound it truly does by the hell would a guy who's running his own channel need all of this but that's just the way i function mm. and there are people who have now joined my team who are interning with me who look at this and they're like i didn't expect this to be the case with someone who's doing so you know as a solo content creator 
so they've you know that has pushed them to stay with me for longer and learn other things which is great and mm-hmm. knock on wood that stays that way and i'm glad i'm able to you know kind of you know do whatever i can because when i was younger and i, and I can't speak for you i guess but then we, we what were we doing mm. like in our college days what were we actually doing nothing yeah dude i we could have done so many things with our lives right mm. and i've always been a very um inquisitive guy right so i've always wanted to learn things if i don't know something it's there's no like skimming or like you know just touching the surface got to dive deep the my podcast is a result or you know uh, yeah an outcome of just doing that it's when i got into that rabbit hole of understanding content is when i realized okay maybe i can do this mm. and this is what i need to do and i'm i'm telling you now i didn't purchase a single uh camera when i got started that was all borrowed i just being i just make did with what i had mm-hmm. and that's it i just got started and again and now of i mean after maybe 10 15 episodes into the show i realized okay maybe i need something that can record you know without a limit so then i got into that bit and then slowly you know moved on to the next bit and then that way got into the you know very comfortable with the equipment and i knew okay this is it this this works for me and i can just you know that that's it but i think it all comes back to what what is the kind of process that you follow because at the end of the day if you don't have a process you're just creating content for yourself if that's the case great i mean kudos to you i guess i know yeah but think about it right if you mm-hmm. anything that's successful or anything anyone who's made it to has always had one thing that they would default to if a couple of things to rather but if you can find that one thing with this creativity along with process and i heard this is something i'm glad i thought of this but on one of the podcasts uh, this guy spoke about how everyone wants an mba grad in the sense to you know fill a position in the company hmm. mba grads are the way to go but more often than not it's the creative side with the business acumen when those two come together is when you have like the justice league i know <laughs> i know i'm the justice league no but you know you yeah, get yeah i i get where you're because coming from because it's it's where if you think of a techie they will more often than not re- re- default or talk a lot about the technical aspects of something if you talk to a person who's an artist and i'm talking who's a painter let's say artist mm-hmm. is flippantly used nowadays let's talk about painter he's thinking solely from a creative aspect i would say solely but those are things they default to imagine if you could bring in that spectrum if you bring both of these together you have the process bit and you have a creative bit because it's creativity and i say this time and again creativity is just a muscle Mm-hmm. you need to constantly use and a lot of people are like oh, i got this idea oh if 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 i shouldn't use it i shouldn't talk to anyone about it i should just keep it you know under wraps that's not going to take you anywhere mm-hmm. because if you if you have come up with this and you can't come up with something else you deserve to fail mm-hmm. right i mean what's the, you're not a creative person at all Dude, I I I think that's that's so like you know a lot of people say i had this business idea yeah I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Five years later, <laughs> what happened to that business idea, dog? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, but 
it's dude, I, I have found actually through this podcast and through other things that if I tell people my secrets, it helps them and it helps me. Like what if I tell you my secret business idea, dude, you're not going to be able to run it in the same way I do. Just yeah. like we're starting a podcast and we've been talking about this a lot. We're not going to recreate what Joe Rogan does because the next- I don't want to either. Oh, oh, but I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, yeah. If, if I was trying to copy yeah, you, right? Yeah. You're always going to be one move ahead of me, dude. Yeah. Right? You're always going to be thinking one step ahead and I'm just going to be copying you. And I'm the, be, going to be the impersonator and I'm never going to be where you are. And I, I love this idea of processes and I definitely want your Notion screenshot, dude, because I have my Notion and it's a bit messy and disorganized, dude. I would yeah. love to get that from dude, you. Dude, mine's like perfect. <laughs> dude, I need that. <laughs> I need I, that. I, I mean, it, and it's something I take great pride in. I'm just like <laughs> going to blow my trumpet here, but it's, it, no, but it, I, I wake up and the first thing I do is track my sleep. Mm. I wake up. The first thing I do is look at what yesterday look like and obviously proper clear very honest disclaimer we all miss days and For there sure. are obviously you know there are days i and there's a way i track that too <laughs> <laughs> so well I call it anal or whatever but that's just the kind of person i am right mm -hmm. uh, but when it when i look at let's say how the last month went and what I've not been doing, I've been tracking, but I've not been retrospecting enough. And that's what I need to do, be doing a lot more going forward. Like even retrospecting on a book, introspecting on a book. I read a lot of books. You're done with the book, the books on the shelf. And that's it. That's it. That's the there's world. no use to that, dude. I do the same thing. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no difference between that book and a textbook that you study back in school which doesn't have an impact on your life today. Mm. Because if you if you have, and that's how, if you think about it, these guys have come up with the education system to, you know, kind of do that, mm. which is you study it, or rather you're taught it in school, you study it, and then finally you give an exam, mm -hmm. and then it tells you whether you know your shit or not, and that's like a loop, right? But actually, if you think, I don't know. I don't believe that works. And also it comes down to subjectivity and all of that. We should have an episode just to talk about subjectivity. Dude, shit. I want to do a part two, like super badly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like everything in life is subjective and, mm -hmm. and, and people can tune into my show too. And I think we talk about that in one of the episodes where every single thing on earth is subjective, which is something I would like to say something I've been thinking about a lot. And I think I've, I'm trying to throw light on more and more as I talk to more people. Like we don't live in an objective world at all. So for instance, if, and this is an example I brought up on the show, if you're talking about a law being objective because you have to follow it and that's a law, that law is made by humans itself. And it comes down to who created the law at that point. And because of so many circumstances that whole, that law may not hold value or may not even be true today or may not may need to be abolished itself. Right? So that way it's subjective. Mm -hmm. Someone tells you that Tim Ferriss has an insane podcast. The other guy listens to it and says a bunch of horse shit. He's mm -hmm. not wrong, neither are you. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. And it's, it, there is no one size fits all anyway. So everything is subjective. But again, that, off that tangent, that's for another episode. <laughs> but uh, basically, what I've, what I've been doing, le not less, but I, I want to do more of is sit down and introspect on a book 
retrospect on a book because otherwise i've just wasted a couple of days or weeks reading a book and i'm not and if if you look at a book let's say that you've read 3 6 months ago and if you're not applying at least one of those things you've learned from there you have just wasted your time mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. You, and if it is and there are a lot of these instances too you read the book and again it's written by humans right so you're bound to find things that you have already known if you're saying and you're trying to justify this by saying i've always done this then you still wasted your time because what have you read the book for then so you need to find at least one thing to take away from the book i'd like to find many i'd like to find all and see if i can implement most of them then i can say that okay i've read this book it's great this is not fiction we're talking about right i mean we're talking about things that really you're reading and diving deep into so that way it makes an impact in your life right so the same way i'd like to retrospect and introspect on i say retrospect and introspect because starts with retrospection then comes down to introspection but you look at let let's say i look at my notion calendar for for the month march we are we're actually done with march insane so, dude yeah so i i look at march and i see okay these are all the dates this this is what i've done have i cooked at all is that even a thing i should be tracking because i'm not honestly i don't think i've cooked the entire month of march so i'm like should i even track that as a thing now because that's not a priority or should i do something to improve it how do i um, ensure i cook more or is there a way that i can maybe uh, divide and conquer when it comes to cooking i do the cutting and my wife does the cooking or vice versa something right Th- that's the kind of thing that should get your juices flowing and like yeah let's do this mm. not i've tracked it so i can come on a show and say hey i've done it and hoping arman takes my screenshot <laughs> no <laughs> no but that's not the reason right mm-hmm. the, the the sole reason i'm doing this is for myself mm. and uh, this guy um, Ryan Holiday talks about journaling. I, I'm not sure. I do know. Yeah, yeah. So he's like the he's like a young god of journaling, right? Mm-hmm. And all these Greek philosophers, like, and these guys have just spoken about the importance of journaling. But journaling is not for you for it to be read by someone else. It's not for you to publish it. It's not for you to come on shows and talk about it. Journaling is so that you, it's not even actually may not be actually for you to go back and read it either. journaling is just for you to get your thoughts out of your head onto a book right mm-hmm. and if you are not able to do that for yourself you're you're and you're trying to think why am i doing this either try it and see if it helps you if it doesn't don't do it it's okay but you need to understand there's a inherent value and reason why these guys are talking about this the same way if you're reading a book and you just end there and if it's a fiction book great you've enjoyed it it's okay just like a piece of movie fine because you're not trying to take away things from that fine but if you go back to that book time and again and you realize that Okay, I I see ten things of value here. Two things I've already applied. Let me try and find another five more gems. Find those things, apply, go back to the book again. That's great. If you read the same book, and I think Bruce Lee talks about doing the same move a million times as opposed to learning a million moves, mm-hmm. it really comes down to that. And I again, it's all so fucking cheesy and so cliche. It's it's not cheesy, dude. And, and it, I, I mean, if, when I'm talking to you, it makes sense because we're both coming from the same place. Yeah. But imagine sitting a, a kid down. Can you explain to a twelve-year-old kid? Yeah. That dude, don't do, don't learn hundred moves. Learn just one move and do it a hundred times. They will laugh at you, pull your pants down, and run away. And you're just like, what just happened? Because well, that's just the world we live in. Mm. Right. So I'm. just hoping that we can get to a point where we can talk about the important things the right way i'd like to say that my shows are conduit i'm hoping it does become that and i'm hoping your show is also doing that yeah we can just hope i guess 
Akash, man, I want to fucking have an episode two, episode three, episode four, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Like I said, right? I and I'm, I'm, I'm not to blow my own trumpet or you know just being very genuine and honest here. I have a lot of gigs coming my way. Talking to you, but I don't take it up just because I'm not sure whether there's value in doing that one. Uh, because I don't know who's listening to it or whether it, it's going to dilute and not dilute. I don't have the time to do it right mm. now. I just, I'm not finding time to do like just spending time with my family itself is becoming a little bit of a hassle and I don't want to be that person. Right. So I'm trying to do that bit as opposed to doing these other things. But when you said you wanted to shoot this year, I said, it's happening here. I'm anyway working here. Why not? Mm. Basically, like I said, I'd like to say the tables have turned, but it hasn't. <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> I shot an episode here today morning and here we are just having a conversation about the important things, which is just great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, dude, I, I can't wait. If, if you're getting me on the show, yeah, I can't wait. And and today was just fabulous. Bro, it, it was amazing. And, and honestly, like you, you were talking about your ability to string sentences together. And, and dude, I fucking tell you, you can do that insanely <laughs> well thank you <laughs> and like dude honestly i've taken away so much from this conversation and for the listeners dude like th there's gonna be a lot this has been a long conversation i'm gonna put out like kind of a summary of what akash said so you can easily digest it i think the main outro the main takeaway for anybody who's looking to start content and and you can correct me if i'm wrong here get started but iterate keep getting better, keep getting better, keep getting, getting better. And that's what I've really seen from your story. And bro, I honestly have taken away so much from this. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me. And dude, this is awesome. Thank you, man. And I mean, brother. And, and you're doing, and see, and again, you're doing a fine job. So, you know, don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. You're doing a phenomenal job. Keep at it. I, like I said, I've listened to a couple of episodes and I've seen your style like you said is just to get into the shit just get down to the conversation mm -hmm. i may not revert to that but i still find value in what you're doing so what i'm trying to say is that soul is what's important and you're doing that you're still you're doing that we're all looking at iterating like you said so hoping that we look back on this and cringe later <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> like oh oh this guy thinks he he knew what he was talking about <laughs> while we you know probably are sitting in our slag you know like sweats <laughs> just like relaxing and like i can't believe this happened this is right. just a, a bunch of bullshit but you know I feel you. yeah but do thank you so much for having me dude thank you and the last thing is where can people learn more about you dude dude there's no other place i'd send them except my youtube page mm -hmm. uh youtube channel um or they can also check out my Instagram because uh, it's something that complements our content that's going up on um, YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can search for Against the Odds on any of these podcasting platforms. And um, it's been doing very well on Spotify. But And again, this is something I should talk to you about. Not, Apple Podcasts, it's fallen behind. I'm not too sure why. It's but same thing. Yeah, and maybe because of just how the Indian community uses more of Android and more of Spotify um and these kind of platforms as opposed to maybe apple driven podcasts but i mean uh, platforms but having said that they can find my show against the odds on all leading podcasting platforms you can search for my name on youtube hoping that mine pops up seo and uh, <laughs> uh all against the odds on youtube as well and uh, yeah all instagram everybody links in the description box below thank you for listening and see y'all in the next one